I can't. I can't. I'm not as quick witted as I used to be. I, I was, inaugural. Yeah, inaugural. That's. Oh, hey, that's actually. Yep. Correct. Sort of. I think it has different meanings. I don't know. You're listening to Hunting Pixels, the one and only official Folgers Coffee Christmas incest commercial. Stop. Stop. Podcast. Stop. Of culture. <laughs> You know what we are. You know who we are. Why are you listening? It's usually my <laughs> my, my thought process. <laughs> oh my god! But good. you know, I'm I'm your host, and Dylan's dying. Uh, yep. He's my co-host. He's my dying co-host. We all are. Oh boy, it's true. It is very very true. Well, uh, yeah. This was intended to be our uh, Game of the Year episode, uh, and we we are going to have to rearrange some things, so uh, we apologize for the delay, but it's for very good reasons. Instead, what we're going to do today is we're going to, Dylan and I, talk about uh, a couple different things, what we've been doing, uh, what we've been playing, but most importantly, with our topic of this and every show that's not true that's it's not the sh- topic for every show uh but we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and we're going to take a look at the uh upcoming year we're gonna preview kind of 2024 in video games and kind of uh yeah we're gonna talk about the stuff we're excited about the stuff we're not excited about and the stuff that uh makes us want to vomit so <laughs> uh yeah i guess Dylan, I'm, I will start with you first, real quick, because I think I already know the answer. But, um, what have you what? been doing? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, since last week, what spoke. have I been doing? Um, man, I was really trying to think if I had done anything special outside of play video games and go to work, but I haven't. Been sick a few times. Oh, yeah. That's, that was cool. That's dude. I so I started coming down with. I I'm pretty sure some sort of like flu related thing. Like I I don't know if you're um if you're able to tell, but my my back is or not my back. My uh, oh. my voice is very um I don't know not Under, great. Yeah. So. Yeah, I woke up sometime some point last week. It was just after Christmas, some point last week, and there was there were no signs of anything the night before, and then I woke up, and as soon as I opened my eyes, just immediate coughing fit. And mm. I was like, well, that was weird, because that doesn't happen. And then I stood up, and just immediate coughing fit. I was like, what is happening? Yeah. So, COVID test, negative. I was like, okay, that's weird. So, went to work, uh, cough kind of subsided. And then I got to work, and all of a sudden, I feel like I am wading upriver mm-hmm. against the current. And I am starting to get the body aches, and I'm like, what's happening, dude? Like, I I just automatically assume COVID now, because between Jeff and I, we're the fucking champions of it. Um, <laughs> it's bad. Um, but it wasn't that. And I still retained all my senses, and, and I went home, and I was just icky. Like, I did mm-hmm. not like how I felt. 
Um, turns out it's the flu. And then got over that after a few days. My fever only hit like 101, 102, so no big deal. Um, and then after that, I knocked the big symptoms out. And then yesterday, I was like, you know, something's not right. Because I can't walk more than 10 steps without feeling like I'm on the cusp of disaster. Mm. Um, turns out I have some kind of bronchial infection as well. So Isn't that terrible just the cough. Yep, sounds like I'm wheezing. Um, but they gave me an inhaler for the first time in my life, and that's kind of cool. Um, opened up the lungs a little bit, so... Hopefully after the next few days, man, I'm I'm finally back to it. That's not how I wanted to start my year. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, it's been a lot of games. A lot of games. That you've been um, just been playing through? Yeah, just been playing through. And then, I, dude, w- during like the peak part of that um, sickness last week, <clears throat> there were two days I did not eat a bite of food. And then I did not get out of bed. I literally slept 90% of those two days. Um, so outside of that, I was like, man, I've missed out on some, you know, holiday t- season gaming. So I went into that. I think I picked up uh, picked up Neon White, Elder Scrolls Online's newest expansion. And then I got the one of the Battle Network um, collections on the PlayStation just to kind of dabble in, and then I've been doing some other stuff outside of that, but nothing too crazy. No movies, no uh, no TV shows, really. Mm. Just the just the norm in that regard. But been trying to go to the gym in the midst of this. I am not contagious. I just want to say that. Been on antibiotics the whole time. Been trying to go to the gym and battle my way out of this. You know, my whole thing this year is you know no excuses and have discipline over motivation. So. That's been kind of my life, uh, past couple of weeks, man. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Uh, my mine has been the opposite. I haven't really played too much other than uh, some Baldur's Gate three, um, which I'll talk a little bit about later. But I'm not going to give like a really in depth review because. Uh, even though it is, has been kind of one of the only things that I've been playing, um, I don't feel like I have given it enough attention properly. Um, I've just been watching shit like, uh, well, until, until like, uh, yesterday, uh, yeah, today's the third. So yeah, up until basically about yesterday, uh, when I went back to work for the first time time in <laughs> like almost a month <laughs> damn uh yeah so uh i i've watched dude uh, so i was looking at my letterboxd account i think the last episode we recorded was like right after my birthday um because i had seen like killers of the flower moon at that point because i remember talking about it but like since then i have watched one two three four five six seven eight nine ten 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 movies. That's stupid. Yeah. I was doing it that because I I didn't have discipline a little bit earlier in the month when I saw that I was at, I, I think I started 
at I think it was like 80-ish uh, movies. And then I, I went and saw uh, over the course of like two days, I went and saw Thanksgiving, Dream Scenario, The Holdovers, and Napoleon. So that was like all like a little thing. And then I was like, oh, I actually... I've only got 18 movies left or, or it was something weird like that. I don't remember exactly what it was. I was like, oh, I can, I can make this. I can do a hundred movies this year. And then I was like, oh yeah, I can definitely do it because I have like, you know, 24 days or something like that. I, that's less than a movie a day. And then I kind of screwed around and then it was like the 14th. And I was like, I only have 16 days left to watch 18 movies. And then like, I just didn't have like the discipline to, to do what I needed to do. So then it came to be like the 20th and I'm like, I really need to start watching these fucking movies. And I had to knock out 18 over the course of basically Christmas that like the day after Christmas on, but it's ridiculous. And now we are three days into your, a uh, year of 200. How many of you watched this? Uh-oh. I haven't even started. All right. <laughs> yes, it's not going great. But, but uh, to, in my defense, in my defense, the the first, uh, January 1st, um, I if I'm not mistaken, we had some, like a whole bunch of kind of stuff going on. Um and then uh, uh, yesterday I, I got back to work, and then today I've been at work. So I haven't really um, had necessarily the time to, uh, but the plan is to kind of start today because uh, um, it's really only one a work day, uh, and even less, actually. I think it averages out to be something like, like point eight movies per workday or something like that. So it's not that I can't, uh, can't do it. I just need to make sure that I stay on top of it because I can't wait to get to like fucking October and be like, Oh, well I have to watch a movie every single day for the next three months in order to catch up, you know? So don't forget about twilight. Yep. And I was fucking God damn it. (laughs) I I can't even laugh like a normal person because I'm still wheezy. So let's try to keep the humor down a little bit. Okay. Uh, we yeah, can, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, cool. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll just, uh, rattle off a couple that I watched, uh, during this time. Um, on the 31st, I actually went and saw, uh, two movies that were, uh, at, kind of at the top of my list of things to like get around to, uh, here at the end of the year. Uh, one was Ferrari. Uh, it's the new Michael Mann movie. Um, I really, really dug it. Like it was very, very good. Um, it wasn't quite as top tier as other Michael Mann stuff. Like, like he hit his prime in the nineties with like heat and the insider and, uh, like last of the Mohicans, that kind of stuff. Um, so it wasn't nearly as good as like his heyday, but I still really, really enjoyed it. And there was one scene near the end of the movie that, like, 
I audibly gasped at, like, cause it was just, it came out of nowhere. I was not expecting it at all. And then it was like, oh my God, that just fucking happened. Um, yeah, the, there were some problems with it. Uh, Charlene Woodley's in it and she's a really good actress, but she tried to do an Italian accent and it was just not very good. Um, I really think that it would have been a better idea to just have her speak English or cast someone else because her accent was terrible. Um, yeah, but overall, very, very good time. Uh, really enjoyed it. And then the other one was Poor Things. Um, this is the one with uh, Emma Stone and Mark Ruffalo where it's basically feminist Frankenstein. Um Basically, uh, Emma Stone is a woman who died while carrying a child. Uh, all of this is explained in like the first five minutes, by the way. So it's not, it's not very spoilery. Um, but she's a woman who died, um, uh, while she had like, uh, a fetus growing inside of her and, um, this kind of Dr. Frankenstein kind of guy, uh, replaces her brain with the brain of the infant. And so she's basically like a child in a uh, woman's body. And it kind of just follows her through like basically learning what it means to be a woman in the world and trying your best to navigate that while like becoming a person, uh, so to speak. Um, like it, it it's so hard to 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 talk about without giving anything away but like the long and short of it is that she kind of grows up and realizes uh like hey women are subjugated by men and that's not very cool and also uh i can find liberation through sex and uh also i like sex but i'm not just a sexual creature i also have these other desires and like it's it's very good um, in its production design, in its acting, in its uh, feminist messages. But it also has some things that I thought were a little uh, like just off-putting. Like just for instance, so the beginning of the movie and for a, a decent chunk of it it's this ba basically child inside of a full-grown woman's body and coming to terms with like what it means to be you know in the world or whatever but like they sexualize the shit out of her and it's like dude that's that's a child even even though it's in like a woman's body that's a child you know what i mean and that's kind of off-putting like Kayla walked out of the movie like she was excited to watch it uh she hated it she walked out like 10 or 15 minutes in um and I stayed and watched the rest of the thing but like it did become like there were there were times where like the sexual stuff in it felt very uh I don't I don't, I don't know how to how to say it like it was like too much like once I've seen sex on screen 
five, six, seven times, like, I'm like, I get the point. You do not have to continue to show me sex scenes. Like, I understand what's going on. And, uh, like, that was distracting and that sucks. But, like, overall, the majority of the movie was, like, really good. Um, let's see. What else do I want to talk about before we move on? Uh, another another one I watched was, um, how to blow up a pipeline that is based on a, uh, book. And basically it's this really, really angry film. Uh, that's like, I, I saw when I was on Letterboxd, I saw this one, uh, and I think I've seen it elsewhere too, but I, I saw this one review in particular that called it oceans 11, but like as directed by the Safdie brothers, uh, and, uh, another one, I, I'm pretty sure said it was like Ocean's 11, but it was like an ecological thriller. Um, and like, that's a really good way to sum it up. But one thing that I think that that misses is just how intense the filmmaking is because it is very blunt and angry and in your face. And it really feels more like a manifesto than a movie that's meant to be enjoyed. Uh, and I kind of think that that's the point. Like I, I really, really loved this movie because of that. Like it wasn't trying to like sugarcoat anything. It's very much a, the climate crisis is real. We need to do something about it. And everyone is just sitting on their ass and like, I don't know. I really, really dug it. Uh, I thought it was very good um, and very transgressive. Uh, and then I guess the last thing I'll, I'll, I'll talk about is the Iron Claw, which um, I am really thinking that between this movie, Killers of the Flower Moon, and The Holdovers, all of which I have seen within the last month um i am starting to think that i need to or well i i need to revisit oppenheimer and barbie for sure but i'm starting to think that between those three movies they might be collectively my favorite movie of the year and i can't decide between them um the iron claw is I, I don't even really know how to describe it, honestly. It's very moving. Like, okay, saying that it was a feel-good movie would be an absolute lie. Just, just straight up. But at the same time, I can't think of another movie from 2023, from aside from maybe The Holdovers or Killers of the Flower Moon, um, that managed to hit the bittersweet happiness part of my brain. And, like, you know, given the subject matter of the Von Erich brothers and professional wrestling, I think that I knew to an extent what I was getting into. Uh, I actually didn't know anything about, like, the tragedy. Um, like, all of the stuff that basically happened to the Von Erichs. But, like, I still knew that, like based on how professional wrestling is handled in a lot of different media things, like, uh, like if you've ever watched the wrestler, 
uh, with Mickey Rourke, very good movie, or pretty much any documentary based around wrestling, you kind of know that like tragedy and obsession have something to do with it. Like that's just how professional wrestling is usually like portrayed. So like to an extent, I knew what I was getting myself into, but like I didn't know that I was going to get hit over and over and over again with these fucking like haymakers, these gut punches like left and right, dude. And like at a certain point, like the, the the first half of the movie isn't really like that. It's like once it hits about the halfway mark, then it starts throwing those things at it. And it's almost like you're sitting there and it's like, oh my God, dude, is am I just going to be miserable this entire time? And then the ultimate payoff though is so... Fritz fucking dying. Is, is what? Is Fritz fucking dying. Oh, no, but that, that would have been great. <laughs> No, it's just, it's, the the payoff is basically, it talks about uh, Kevin and his family and how basically, like, they have shunned the sort of, like, toxic masculinity that, like, was uh, impressed upon them through Fritz, basically. Um, Like, I really... I really expected it to be super cynical and it actually ended up not being. It actually been, ended up being like very heartwarming. And I just, I don't know, I fell in love with it, man. Like it was, I don't know. I, it was fucking fantastic. The entire cast is magnificent. The way that several of the scenes are shot, like you could tell that someone who enjoyed pro wrestling was the person who shot it because it felt like a real thing like it felt like a not that it felt like a wwe production but it felt like a true to life representation of that if that makes sense um the needle drops in it were good i like i don't know man it was it was very very good it was very 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 good um i enjoyed the hell out of it and i i genuinely cannot recommend it enough um yeah good good shit good shit didn't the two young, like the some of the surviving Von Erichs, the sons, didn't they just appear in AEW too? Oh, maybe. Uh, I Marshall and Ross. Uh, like maybe. I'm not. sure. I think some. I don't keep up with AEW, but I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. At some point, uh, it says some they point, began they've... wrestling in 2012. Uh, let me see. Yeah, uh, they appeared all elite wrestling in December 2023. Cool. There we go. Yeah, that's crazy to me. I mean, is didn't it? Didn't Iron Claw come out last month too? Yep, sure did. Yeah, it came out uh the day before Christmas, or no, it came out the day before Christmas Eve, I should say. I hope it goes well for them, dude, because the, it would be cool if the turning point in their family's legacy comes now. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of, I wouldn't say their family has a negative legacy in terms of in-ring, but in terms of, like, just tragedy, it's not good. Yeah. I'm, so I hope these two have a successful career. Right. I, I'm, I'm really kind of glad that I didn't go into it because... Like, knowing what I knew, because I think to an extent that is what 
help serve the narrative yep. for me. But like, also, dude, it's even worse. The real life stuff is even fucking worse. It's bad, man. <laughs> like, uh, like Chris, uh, he is left out completely from the uh, from the movie, and he ends up shooting himself in the head in 1991. Right? Like, uh, shot himself in the heart. Oh, okay. One of them shot him. I think, yeah. It. So one of them shot themselves in the heart, and it's just fucked up. It's not a good time. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but the- oh no, that was Carrie. Yeah, I'm reading it now. Carrie shot himself in the heart. Then Chris fucking. Oh God, he shot himself in the head. I didn't know that one. Oh yeah. That's so bad, dude. I knew. Ki- Fuck. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good time. Yeah, it's, but I really do want to see the movie. It's it's good, man. It's it's very very good. Um, I loved it, but good. Yeah. So, I mean, with that out of the way, uh, what do you think about we talk about what we're what we're excited for in twenty twenty four? Change. Change. This is okay. So uh, this is obviously the topic of the show, but this is something that I was, uh, I think we were talking about uh, either yesterday or the day before. I'm genuinely excited that last year was so good for games because I don't feel like this year will have as many good games. Well, it's going to be straight shit, which is a great thing. Uh, I don't know if it'll be straight shit. Like, I can't think of one thing, triple A, that's not avowed that I'm excited for. Okay. I mean, that's fair. That's totally fair. I personally have several that I'm excited oh, for. Oh, I forgot Final Fantasy was yeah. coming out. Yeah, Final Fantasy is the big one. Uh, did you ever play Dragon's Dogma? No, because it looked... I'm sure it's great. It just looks like trash to me. Okay. So, and I, I actually yeah. kind of think that you would love Dragon's Dogma. I feel like I would. It just looks like a graphical mess to me, so mm. I can't go back and enjoy it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, Dra- but the new one coming out looks okay. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say Dragon's Dogmas 2 is another one that's on my radar. And then, like you said, uh, oh, hey, wh- what are you thinking about Destiny the Final Shape? Are you not? Well, I actually. I don't have any faith in Bungie. Yeah, I was actually just about to say. Uh, I think they're fucking screwing themselves dude oh like, yeah but this could have been a huge launch for them because they're bringing Cade back which is massive and i don't know i feel like going into this year maybe laying off so many people and being a bunch of cunt wipes wasn't the best way to go about doing things yeah i am really not thrilled and i'm i'm as of right now i have zero excitement for the final shape okay um, okay I the, the 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 nearest thing that I'm excited for is uh, Ultros. Have you seen that? I have not. So this is coming out on the PlayStation, and it's essentially uh like a like a fucking Metroidvania on an acid trip. Oh. Um, quite literally, it's a psychedelic like uh, action adventure, like side scrolling action adventure sci-fi game. Okay, I'm gonna. And it looks down. like you're twenty tabs into an acid trip. Oh, beautiful. Ultron's um, reveal trailer seven months ago. Oh yeah. wait! So this has been on my wish list. Yeah, um, I think that uh, Skillup talked about this in one of his videos. 
Okay, yeah, it's been on my wish list for a few months now, and I'm very, very excited for it. Yeah, this shit looks uh, fucking dope, dude. This looks yeah. beautiful. That I think it has huge potential, especially you know, loving the games that I love. I just think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a fun time, and it's coming out within a month or two. I think so. It's it's right around the corner. Yeah, right around the corner. Uh, I know it's appearing on my PlayStation feed, so it's super super soon. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I just saw it February thirteenth, so the day before Thanksgiving oh, fuck. or uh, Valentine's. Day. Oh no! Not Thanksgiving. Not Thanksgiving. <laughs> Not Thanksgiving. Valentine's. The day before the other kind of buffet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For you eating all that ass. All. Damn it. Of Austin. The ass. I need him here. Uh, um, but that's the game that's coming out the soonest for me. Does Final Fantasy come out before that? Uh, no, it comes out at the end of February. It is coming out February 29th. So, like, the last day. Literal leap day. Yep, literally. Holy fuck. That's awesome. Yeah, so... Um, how, how, how bad do you think Skull and Bones is going to fail? Uh, miserably. Yep, agree. Moving on. Yeah. Um, Mario versus Donkey Kong. Uh, I actually saw that on this list that I'm looking at. I have no clue what that even is. I don't either. I know it. I've seen it when I look at the, um, like the Nintendo voucher pass. I know it's one of the games coming out, but I have fucking zero clue about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. No clue whatsoever. Um, honestly, a Tell lot of the stuff that like I see, I'm not too. Like, the stuff that's on this list, I'm not too, uh, I don't want to say keen on, but, like, there's, like, nothing, there's nothing here that I've either heard of or am excited for. Like, Suicide Squad I've heard of, I have zero want to play that game. No, it's gonna be fucking trash as a live service game. Yep. Um, uh, what, I was just thinking, oh, I don't know. I have zero clue if it's coming out this year. It has no release date. He's talked about it very little, but uh, Concerned Apes new game. Um, the Haunted Chocolatier, the Stardew creator. Oh, okay. It's coming out at some point, but he's also currently working on a big Stardew update coming out sometime soon, so mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of faith that the Haunted Chocolatier is coming out this year. But if it does, yay. Yeah. Game of the year. Yeah, a lot of my stuff uh I'm also looking at I doesn't have release dates, but like That's my issue. They're presumed to come out this year, right? Like Hellblade Two. Like Hellblade Two, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hellblade Two is on there. Skate story is on there. I've been <clears throat> on that Ooh, fucking game's dick. You are the one that told me about that. Yeah. And, and it that's looks, been on my list. It looks amazing, but uh, Yes. Uh, but again, a lot of this stuff, like, because I can make speculations that these games are coming out this year yeah. and I can be excited for them. That could just be a goddamn lie. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, it, 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 Hades 2. What was it? Hades 2. Yeah. Hades 2 supposed to release in early access, but we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, and it's only going to be on PC. So, like, I. It's not that I can't play that or those games on PC, I. But I feel like it's very controller oriented. Yeah, for me. same, same. And I don't like. I don't know. I'm weird. I don't like playing games on PC with a controller. I I know that sounds stupid, but like I just it's not a. I mean, we all have something. Yeah, I know. Like I feel that. 
if I'm going to play a game with a controller, most definitely I want to go sit down and play it like over yeah. somewhere comfortable. Exactly, exactly. Um, I'm trying to look through this list, but there's nothing like the ones that are not slated for a specific day. I mean, tell me about your excitement for Rebirth. Uh, I'm fucking stoked, dude. Like, I so the ending of Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, I'm not a gigantic fan of. Uh, it actually hurt the overall prod, uh, like product for me. Like, I I feel like the ending of that game really threw me off from liking it as a as a whole package. I think uh, that was what 2020. Was that 2020? Uh, yeah, it was. Okay, <clears throat> that was our, our that was our first year doing yeah doing this doing this. So I'm relatively positive it made it into my top ten, but I don't think it made it into my top five. Um, and it's because of that ending. But seeing was that the year of Ghost of Tsushima? That was the yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sure fucking was, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh god. Um Yeah, it it uh it was not my favorite thing in the world, but uh I did thoroughly enjoy um that game. And so I was yeah, didn't make it into my top five. Holy shit, that's crazy. That's that's really crazy because you speak highly of the game. I do. I I love it. I I genuinely think that is one of the better Final Fantasy games to release in. No, I I fuck fuck that. I take that back. I think it's the best Final Fantasy game to have released in the last decade, <sighs> except for fourteen. Yeah. Yeah, I bang. Fuck it, I'm. I it might be better than fourteen. Like I love fourteen, oh, but like, oh, that's actually saying something. Yeah, I <coughs> seven remake brought back those well, memories of me playing old Final Fantasy. Yeah, and I was I was just kind of touching on fourteen. There's a new expansion coming out this year for that, right? Uh, supposedly. Uh, we'll see. Dawn Trail. Yeah, Dawn Trail. I was gonna say Dawn Guard, but that's. What is? Oh, that's the wrong franchise. That's my franchise. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> that's Elder Scrolls. <laughs> well, speaking speaking <clears throat> of, the, or wait, hang on. You said that's Elder Scrolls. Elder Scrolls: Dawnguard. Yeah, that's oh, the uh, DLC for. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought when you said that's my franchise, I thought you were talking about World, World of Warcraft, Warcraft and yeah. their stupid bullshit expansion coming out at some point called the War Within. Stupid fucks. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was hostile for no reason. I actually, yeah, yeah. I I thought you'd be excited. That's a Jeff thing, then I guess. I mean, <clears throat> I'm really. I need to. I need to fucking have a definitive answer on where my WoW life is going. Mm. If there, I need to know. The reason I love ESO so much is I don't have to pay for a subscription to play that game. Oh, I can really? Just sign on. Yes. There is no subscription needed to play. I can sign on, make my character, play the shit, no level cap, thank you. Now, ESO Online Plus, whatever the fuck it's called, does bring benefits, like having access to the DLC packs that aren't directly correlated with one of the big expansion releases, like uh, getting access to, I believe, like maybe Dark Brotherhood quest lines and stuff like Mm. that. That can come through ESO Plus, Um, but I do not need it. 
And that's a big thing for me. Like, if you want to rope that into Game Pass subscription, fine. But I'm very sick and tired of having to pay a fucking fee to play the game that I already bought. Hmm. Stop it. Yeah. So, um, I don't know how that will go with me at the moment. I'm kind of vibing with ESO online, and I'm gravitating towards Final Fantasy XIV. Um, so, we will... We will see how that goes. Well, my my pl- part of my plan for our challenge is to get through <laughs> those those fucking expansions. expansions. So if you yeah. uh, if if you decide to play it, hit me up. I I'll I'll add it to my wish list. That way, I could, if so, if I buy Endwalker, does that give me everything? Uh, I don't think so. I think mm. now I could I could be wrong, but I'm I'm relatively sure. positive how it works. Is you can buy the uh, like the quote-unquote base game, and that gets you Heavensward and Stormblood, I think. Uh, but then um, the one before Endwalker and Endwalker are both... Uh, you still have Stay to buy those. Okay. Even still, I'll add it to my... Because I'm playing everything on PlayStation right now. I'm just cozy with it. Uh, I'm trying to go for trophies this year. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, shout out to Sabrina. She played Frontiers of Pandora, has one trophy left before she's platinum that shit. Something I can say about her is when she loves a game, she has put 100 hours into Frontiers of Pandora. Jesus a fucking, people fucking Avatar Christ. Game. Yeah. 100 hours, completely uncovered the map, has done every single side quest, every bit of exploration. She has one trophy left before the platinum, and that shit is crazy to me. Mm. So that's, a, that's, an, that's Ubisoft, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, yep. Or yep. no. It is. Yeah. Okay. So imagine doing everything there is to do in like Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Suck my dick. Absolutely not. Yeah. That would take so fucking long. And she's over here like a boss. Just platinum. Platinum. <laughs> Getting the platinum. I try to make it a verb. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yeah. Um, But that's what I'm trying to do this year is spend a lot more time on my backlog games, try to get some more platinums and stuff like that. So I'll add probably Endwalker and I guess base game. Yeah. Maybe. So I was looking at this. Uh, I, I went to the website so you can get the starter edition. That's 20 bucks. And that comes with a realm reborn heavensward and Stormblood, or you can get the quote unquote complete edition $60. And that comes with everything. Okay. So what I'll do is I'll add that to the wish list and just wait on that to go on sale. That'll give me time to play ESO or whatever else I got to do. And then I can jump right into another MMO and ruin my life. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, the, the, the hilarity of this, I'm going to sound like a complete fucking hypocrite. I would be more willing to play this, pay the subscription on that. Because um, you'd be playing with kind, someone, right? I'd be playing with someone. It is a whole new world to me. Um so I, I don't know. Like, I feel like I've dumped so much into WoW and I just keep having to give and give and mm-hmm. give. <clears throat> and what does it give me? It gives me nothing. So Sadness. We'll <laughs> it does give me a little sadness. And I'm sad because I love the world. I love the lore and all of that. But it just, ugh, it's time to, it's time to move on. Yeah, I feel you. Well, 
What else are we 2024 in? So, uh, I wish I would have asked Austin what he wanted. Yeah, I was, so a couple of things that uh, they may or may not be on his on his list, but Persona. There are well, that's for sure on his list. Um there are a couple of things that are on my list that are would technically be considered backlog things because they're re-releasing Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door on the Switch. Oh, and Braid as well. And Braid and Luigi's Mansion 2, which was a 3D or yes, was it yes, a 3DS yes, yes. or DS? I can't remember. I don't know. I wasn't big on Luigi's Mansion, okay. but that is true. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to those. Maybe maybe Austin is too. He actually would probably love Paper Mario. I didn't I didn't think about the. Uh like the braid getting re-released i don't think i ever played braid but i was familiar with it mm. <clears throat> um i just saw something else on this list um i don't know where it went wasn't necessarily something that i was excited for oh little nightmares 2 mm. or 3 sorry 3 yeah that's a game that's on my list for sure i'm definitely yeah. looking forward to that um yeah, but I think, I mean, looking at this stuff, what we were talking about, there are games for sure that, like, are coming up. Like, uh, did were, did you play Hyperlight Drifter? I can't remember. <gasps> I know you played is Solar that, Ash. Is that coming out? Hyperlight Breaker is in early access, or is supposed to release in early access this year. I forgot about that. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. <laughs> That this is gonna be another good year for indies for me. What's mm-hmm. the name of that guy that you met last year that was like meeting your hero in film? Oh, John Carpenter. Okay, what the fuck is John Carpenter's Toxic Commando? Uh, that is a game that he, uh, I think tied his name to, but he had Has very nothing to do yeah with he had very limited <laughs> involvement with. But the the funny thing is, John, he loves video games. Like he. If I'm not mistaken, for a very long time, played Halo, um, and was like, oh, "God, j- like that was like one of like he Are would you post telling me that I've potentially gone up against John Carpenter, yeah, possibly in my fucking years of playing. Oh my God, man, yeah, <clears throat> that's um, crazy. But he's he's had a long history with doing stuff with video games. Like he narrated either Fear Two or Fear Three. Uh, Ooh, I can't. Okay, I can't remember that was which. a scary motherfucking game. Yeah, um, and then he, I I cannot remember if he had anything to do with the Thing video game, uh, but there was a, a video game based on his movie The Thing that released in the early two thousands. I think like somewhere around like two thousand three, two thousand four, um, and. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, like I said, he's just he's really played video games all the time. But the the Toxic Commando thing is uh I don't know. It it's a zombie game, but like I don't it just it didn't look like there was I don't know. It to me when I when I think of like John Carpenter, like I think like suspense and like really wide long lenses and like i i think of of like i don't know not gore and then zombies are just gore i don't know but i don't know i'll give it a shot i'll give it a shot fuck it 
have well you played once a dead last year so you can give anything a shot yeah um have you heard of a game called animal well animal well no because this shit looks also right up my alley it's another metroidvania and it has a very beautiful art style this is not on a specific release window it says early 2024 for playstation 5 and nintendo switch but it looks super rad and any kind of metroidvania immediately gets me a little curious but when it has like an art style that is very unique oh man you're you're signing me up for a success right there so this is probably going to come out after ultros i'm assuming mm. and this might very well be on the list too oh another one to keep on your list uh well i mean maybe not but w- one of the ones that i'm very much looking forward to is uh nine souls it's a game from the guys who made uh detention and uh devotion um it looks real good it looks real real good it's got an incredible art style from what i can gather like oh like as soon as i pulled it off i was like that's that's for me yeah that's super pretty man who made this uh red candle games they're a taiwanese studio um i can tell yeah it this is some this is immaculate artwork yeah it looks gorgeous holy shit oh nine souls s-o-l-s that's mm, this is gonna be a good year for indies it's gonna be a very good year for indies oh man see that's almost better for me this is like my that's that's what i crave dude if the haunted chocolatier wound up coming out this year game over yeah after all of these shit yeah that's cool though for sure for sure and, and well, I did not know. I, I that. think w- one of the things that you're probably like, uh, you've you've touched on <gasps> with your comments is like I, I do think that this year is going to be a downgrade from last year pretty significantly. But in the indie space, it could it's arguably be just as good. <laughs> you know, that's like, crazy because now I'm looking at a game called Neva mm. from Nomada Studio, and this is equally as beautiful another indie that i had not heard of until doing this and it is i don't know how to describe it it's like it it looks like hand-drawn hand-drawn art Mm -hmm. but in a fucking gaming landscape dude this is exciting i think the one thing that i thought going into this episode was that it's kind of going to be a disappointing year, but I didn't think of the turnaround that it would have on the indie games. Yeah, That's going to be yeah. wild. And then also don't forget, you've got Cat Quest 3 coming out. <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> I did. So something that I'm going to do with Sabrina this year is try to play a few more co-op games. So Cat Quest 2 obviously goes into that a little bit and uh we're gonna play it takes two sometime here soon as well because we i never played that. yeah i want to play that too kayla and i just never have time to that shit looks I so much fun that. yeah and everyone's spoken very highly of it and if it won game of the year i mean i had to do something right yeah so but yeah yeah i i think we're i think we're in agreement it's going to be a relatively slow year for uh um triple a's for triple a's and it's going to be a beautiful year for indies 
Oh, fuck, dude. I just found a trailer for another game that I'm going to be interested in playing. N- Neva or Neva? Something like that? That's the one I just talked about. <laughs> what? That's the one I Oh, are you serious? Maybe I just misheard <clears throat> what you called it. Yeah, I said Neva, but okay. I really don't know how it's pronounced. Yeah. Yeah, that looks... It's from the people who made Gris, and Gris is a gorgeous looking That's game. That's why I looked at it, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's made from. It's made by Nomada Studio. Well, yeah, good shit, man. Now I'm a little excited. Uh, yeah, a little bit. I, I'm still not because I just want to play uh, backlog games. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like. Have, should we say that now? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. We can, we can do that if you want. Uh, it's up to you. Yeah, I mean, last year's. Sh- I mean, I don't. I'm not even gonna go get into that side of it because i really don't know what happened with last year's challenge other than i think we did it uh no we um, did not we definitively we didn't did, do it no we didn't <laughs> i had to play I actually didn't know that i had to play uh both austin's and Dil- uh oh, these games <laughs> <laughs> i didn't get to either of them <laughs> Uh, okay, so on that side, we definitely failed. That's funny yeah, shit. I, I did not know that. We did still hit the 50 games, though, and the genres and the 2023. So we, we so hit all of those. That's we just, awesome. We just didn't hit the... the what, fuck, I don't know. What, the specific yeah, games, yeah. like the people-specific yeah. games. Even still, the fact that we hit 50 collective makes me happy. Yeah, I agree. That's awesome. Um, so this year... Because, if anything, by these past few months have gone to show us our lives are fucking stressful, and schedules change all the time, and gaming is a huge part of all of our lives, but it feels like we're constantly having to move on to the next thing, essentially, and kind of bolster what we're playing for the year, just so we can beat these challenges. So this year, we decided to slow it down a little bit and focus on the backlog and that's going to help us play games that we missed from 2023 and even beyond that, like me with Take Two, uh, or It Takes Two. Um, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to focus on the backlog and clean that up a little bit, and it's nothing crazy. Um, this year we decided to just kind of go for a very, 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 very simple point-based system. So uh, replayed games, if you, so let's just say I'm, right as of right now, I'm playing Neon White. So when I beat that, that's one point. But if I played a, like if I finished a game that I hadn't before, like Alan Wake 2, then that's two points. And then on top of that, if we, like when Austin and Josh and I can all sit down, we're going to call five games that we're for sure going to play and beat um, later in the year. We, so if we record that episode two weeks from now, we can't, we can't say a game that we already beat in the first two weeks and guarantee our points. We can't do that. But what we can do is we'll call five games, and if we pledge to beat that and we do beat it then we get the two or one points from whichever game that we called initially and then we'll add three points on top of that so really simple point based system just to kind of see who uh, excels at the end of the year who kind of wiped out a lot of their backlog games and you know just still have some fun with it if the boys on the other side of the shit show want to tag along they're more than welcome to do that too and just kind of have a 
six man free for all or whomever wants to join in the in the discord but it's it's a much easier time this year for us just to kind of play what we want clean out the backlog pick up some 2024 titles as they come out and just uh have a good time with it not stress so much about it and just play some fucking video games get back to basics yeah yeah then i'm excited to do so because there's a bunch of games that i would like to not only play through for the first time but uh, a bunch of games that I would like to replay for uh, I'm not going to say what purposes but for for purposes other than this podcast yeah so I feel that so it's going to be a fun year it's going to be a fun year casual yeah very casual <coughs> I'm still probably going to play like 30 games this year <laughs> oh yeah definitely definitely <sighs> Um, and, but now I'm not going to feel bad for spending 16 hours. I dude, I've already put like almost 20 hours into ESO. Mm, that's, that's not good. That's not good. It's not, but we're not going to worry about that. Yeah. Cause if I beat an expansion, Hey, hey. yeah, it's going to be good times. Are we doing POWs or what we've been playing? Yeah. What are we let's, doing? Uh, let's talk about what we've been playing real quick. Cause y- you've been playing ESO. I have. I've been playing ESO, Neon White, and I think something else? That clearly doesn't fucking matter. So I've been playing ESO. Um, I'll talk about Neon White. Weirdly enough, I know it's going to sound weird, but I'll talk about it in the Game of the Year episodes itself. Mm. Um, ESO will not be making it to the Game of the Year episodes. (laughs) (coughs) But, kind of like what I was saying with Wild Man, this kind of... uh, it breaks the monotony and the I guess it just kind of breaks the norm for me Mm. Um, I played ESO a lot like what you were saying kind of when it first dropped and then a couple of times after that but it was never more than a few days at a time Mm -hmm. and I didn't really delve into the the lore of the game the time period the expansions the character building the social aspects. I didn't, I didn't delve into any of that like I did with WoW. And this turn, um, I saw on the PlayStation store that Necron went on sale, which is the newest expansion. So I said, fuck it. Cause I'll, I'll get that. I'll get a lot of the core stuff. Cause I bought the deluxe edition. Cause it, it was it, even still, it was below 30 bucks with all that. Um, so I did that and it, it, it got me because just like I, I loved with WoW, like, I love the simplicity of some of the quests, but, like, what you were saying with Final Fantasy XIV, it has so much world-building and lore that I already love from the Elder Scrolls world, and it just just cascades this information into you, and it feels like you're doing more than fetch quests and attack quests and going from point A to point B. Like, it feels like I'm playing in an Elder Scrolls MMO full of things to learn and experience and i'm having such a good time with it even though like it's it's a just a casual thing for me right now i say as i've put 20 hours in a few days but um yeah man it's it it it's hitting something that i i've needed a little bit of so mm. very grateful for that I'm excited to start final fantasy too i'm not gonna lie i fucking hate you josh <laughs> like the fact that you even said something about it man god because I, I know you do not like World of Warcraft, but the fact that you sat and played 
Final Fantasy, that it's not telling me that you are a Final Fantasy fan and you enjoyed it. What it's telling me is that it, and an MMO broke its formula to the point where you want to play and learn about the game. Mm-hmm. And that's if, oh, that's all I need, dude. Because that's, that's what, I, that's my biggest thing when it comes to gaming. I think everyone knows I'm a, a, a little art slut. Like, I love a game that looks visually good, but beyond that, if people knew the amount of knowledge I have about lore in these video games, like when it comes to, I have World of Warcraft lore books that I just, I used to sit and read. Dylan, um, Dylan, Dylan. Yeah. I have fucking Final Fantasy 14 lore books. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm saying. And that's the kind of thing that I love, man, is I love being able to just. I don't give a fuck about our history, but you can give me some fictional universe and I'll learn the shit out of that. Uh, um, so that's where I'm at. That's where I'm probably going with Final Fantasy, thanks to you. Uh, and outside of that, like I said, I'm playing Neon White, but I'm, I'm saving that for the Game of the Year episodes for, or at least the categories, maybe, um, for a specific reason. So I'll talk about that later. But I am having fun with that as well. That was my last year's Game of the Year, for those who forgot. Was that what really? What are you playing? It was yeah, last year's game of the year for me. It beat Elden Ring. Oh shit! Oh yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. I remember that now. I remember that now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, shit. Yeah. Well. Um. Yeah, I've been playing uh, Baldur's Gate three. I'm trying to knock as much of that out as I can before. Um, you know, we get down to brass tacks. Uh, with Game of the Year episode, uh, and man, a lot of people were right. It's real, real fuck good game. <laughs> real good game. Um, I feel like so. Baldur's Gate three is obviously an RPG, uh, right? Like, I mean, it's you level up, you you're in combat a lot of the, a, a lot of times. And like, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on at any given point, but like, I feel like there are so many immersive sim elements in this that like, it's kind of un like, I don't want to call it an immersive sim because it's really, those are built from RPGs. Like if you, if you play Dungeons and Dragons, <clears throat> like the, the the tabletop game or whatever, you have unlimited amounts of options available to you. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to go into combat and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And that's what I feel like immersive sims were built on. It's like, here is a puzzle. Solve the puzzle in whatever way you see fit. And Baldur's Gate 3 is really scratching that itch for me right now where there I'll be like... I'll come across situations where I'm like, okay, how can I, how can I get through this? Or like, I I have th- found this thing. What is the best way for me to proceed? Or you, what whatever the case may be. And in that way, it is very much sticking in line with what Dungeons and Dragons has done before, right? I mean, there's it's not necessarily reinventing the will but like it is just full of all of these like wonderful little like character interactions and like just wonderful little bits of writing and these these really awesome like 
sequences where like there's not a correct answer and it's a you find your own path type thing you know what i mean i do um yeah i I don't want to i don't want to say much more about it because it just like i haven't gotten uh i haven't gotten very far i'm still in like the first act um but like i'm just i'm really really having a blast with it uh and I'm, I have been engaged in some of its, uh, or, or like, I have become engaged in, like, what other people have found out about it. Like, just for instance, I, I heard, I was watching um, a stream replay from one of my favorite YouTubers and he was doing his like game of the year awards. And he had like a category of like best moment in gaming uh, of 2023. And he told this story about how there's a scene that I, I played through relatively recently where Asterian is like coming over you while you're asleep at night. And then he tries to suck your blood and he wakes you up and like, He's like, oh, I'm a vampire. Can you just help me out doing this? You know, can I just do yeah. it this little bit, just a little bit, or whatever? Just give me a little. Hit. Yeah, and and the the in the stream, uh, Super Eye Patch Wolf was talking about how he just let Asterian do that, and Asterian basically bled him dry, and yeah. <laughs> and so he was like, okay, well, fuck. How do I how do I handle this or whatever? He switched to it switched over to a different character. So as Shadowheart, he had a scroll of Revivify or whatever, and he was able to revive his player character, and the player character remembered all of the stuff that was happening and was able to go back through and have a conversation with Asterian about like, hey dude, you fucking killed me. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. And I was like the fact that that's a thing that can happen in this game is it's astounding. stupid how much dialogue is in that game. It's, yeah, and it, like all of it's spoken too, dude. Like it is. I, uh, it's it's wild. It's a labor of love. If we have a labor of love, what the fuck did I just say? Labor <laughs> of love award. It goes to this because they have put so much into this not only a the past few years before it came to console but since it has you know released this year to the to the masses they're still adding thousands of lines of dialogue to the game it's like damn yeah it's fucking (coughs) wild dude and i've probably put about i'd probably say like 15 or 20 hours and the fact that i'm still in act one is is kind of insane (laughs) like yep like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but you need to stop talking about it because I'm going to go back to it and I cannot do that right now. Oh, no. <laughs> well, it's it's going Between... to be one of my games that I... I... Well, so, real quick clarification since we're, since we're here. Uh, do we have to have started the game this year? No. Okay. No, okay. no, no. Backlog for me, no. Okay, cool. Um... <laughs> and, and to just to the Discord guys and girls, if you if you're listening as well, it does not have to be started this year. Backlog to me means I mean if I'm the kind of person that needs a fresh start, but if you started it in like December fifteenth and you want to keep that going, go for it. 
or if you're fine with starting shit back in August and finishing it this year, go for it. Cool. I can't do that. Because <laughs> I forget half the shit. But, um, yeah, no, I'm perfectly that, – that's, that's a no to me. Go for it. Get dirty. Get filthy. Just don't play five-minute sex simulators, Jeff. Yeah, please don't do that, Jeff. Yeah. Please don't. Stop being who you are. Also, shout out Mr. Ruiz. I'm sorry I gave you a, a shitty game for the challenge, but I'm, I'm very happy that you made it all the way through Hollow Knight. Oh, he beat it? Yeah, he beat the oh, shit. Oh, nice. I still haven't beat it. <laughs> yeah, no, he um, was not happy there for the last few nights of his uh, tenure with that game, but he, he came on the other side of it, so Let's good for him. See. I'm going to look up the bosses real quick and see how far I got. Yeah, but he is, he is the Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight guide. Where is there a boss guide somewhere? Uh, Hornet Protector, Mantis Village. I think Mantis Village may have been about as far as I got last time. That's what just a little less than halfway. Yeah, but you still made it far as hell. You made it to uh the are they the watchers yeah mm-hmm. yeah those are fun yeah that was uh, a gigantic pain in my ass and i think that's why i stopped <laughs> yeah he absolutely hated the game so i see i in well he also tried liza p and fucking hated it <laughs> oh i mean i don't i don't think that justin theme. likes hard games uh oh, that. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> Did he play Elden Ring? Uh, no, he has not yet. Oh, weird. Yeah, I don't think he's going to either. <laughs> uh. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Do you, Do you have a pick of the week? We can do our picks of the week and get out of here. Uh. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> um. I can pick one real quick. Hold All on. right, I'll, I'll do mine. Mine is called Folgers Coffee Christmas Incest Commercial 2009. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. Was, Are you kidding? I'm not, I'm not even kidding you. That's the name of the video from CJ the X. Uh, CJ the X is a YouTuber who I found out about relatively recently. And oh, no. this is his first video in yeah. almost a year. Um or there, I, I think CJDX is a is a they them. Um, this that sounds wrong. I don't know of a better way to say that, but that doesn't sound like a good sentence. They exist. Okay, yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, it's called Folgers Coffee Christmas Incest Commercial 2009, and he basically breaks down the entire commercial, and then goes into uh, <laughs> like. Basically, how people created fanfics from from it, and uh, like I don't know, it's it's a wild ride. I was laughing, I was crying. It was a good time. So go check that out. CJDX makes really <sighs> fucking great videos, by the way. Uh, there's one called the Kronk Effect, where he talks about uh, like basically uh, animated sidekicks uh, and how they cannot hold movies on their own, even though people try. Uh, there's another one where he talks about, uh, no face from spirited away and how no face is an incel. Um, Oh, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, he, uh, he makes really good videos. Uh, I like them. So, check him out. Uh, my pick of the week is from one of, not from, it is my probable most played album of last year. It's After Hours by The Weeknd. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, it's still three years later. It's still my favorite album that he's done probably. Um, and yeah, I mean, I have nothing else to say about it. It has some of my favorite songs on there. Some of his best singles like Blinding Lights and Heartless. So that is my POW. Mm, nice. Cool. All right. Well, um, cool. Yeah, that's the end of the episode. Uh, we will be back next week. Um with uh, i think game of the year uh so yeah uh you know where to follow us on all the things um i keep a special eye out in the coming weeks on the youtube channel because uh, there will be there will be something i'm not going to say what it what what it is but just all i can say is that that little something got me tingling so mm. yeah uh, patrons mm. actually, uh, specifically for you, uh, you will actually get it, um, a couple days well, early. You fucking deserve it. Yeah. Oh. Y- you guys will get it a couple days early, so, um, yep, 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 yep. Just keep an eye out on that stuff, uh, and if you want to become a patron and get things early and get special perks and stuff like that, go to patreon.com slash culturepop. Anyway, that's it. That's the end of the show, so until next time. Mm.